Hey there, this is Own Your Unique Words, a podcast for gutsy authors who want to level up their fiction and increase their sales. I'm Janina Polito, multi-published best-selling author, wordtastic editor, fearless marketing strategist, and CEO of Uncommon Universes Press. In other words, I do all of the things, and I want to pass on that joy to you with proven tricks to grow your fiction business without burning out. Remember, every time you subscribe, an otter gets a skateboard. And the world definitely needs more otters with skateboards. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 15 of Own Your Unique Words with Janine Ippolito. And if you're joining me for the first time, what? I am so psyched to have you here. And if you're a repeat listener, glad to have you back. I always appreciate ratings and reviews, so don't be shy about giving me either of those. (laughs) And now on to some personal updates. I finished my latest book, yes! Wishing Against the House, The Steel City Genie 3 is done. It's done. It's written. Thank God. And these days, I tend to write pretty solid first drafts. Um... We won't talk about Cut to the Heart, which is the Arcane Market Adventures one. I blame that on 2020 (laughs) for being so much work. But what I mean to say is that Wishing Against the House should be going pretty smoothly with edits. And actually, so far, they're going really smoothly. So I'm also thankful for that. And in other news, my next immediate book is Fire That Unites, the Arcane Market Adventures 2. So yes, the second Josie book. And I love Josie books. So I am excited about this. But I did just mention that the last one took me like a long time to finagle. So I am really hoping this one goes more quickly. And then my grand schema with these is to be releasing the second book in the Arcane Market Adventures shortly after the third book in the Steel City Genie series, because the Arcane Market Adventures is in fact a companion series. So they go together and this is a way to bless all the readers who love the RK Market Adventures, which readers, I do too. I really do. And I love how it just grows me as an author and, you know, they're fun. So that's where I stand with the personal stuff. And for your episode action tip, problem and solution is the core of all plotting. So your story should have a problem, and that problem should get solved in some way, more or less, within the book. Less if you're writing a duology, trilogy, or series, because naturally you're not going to tie up all the plot threads in a duology, trilogy, or non-standalone series, because you have more story to write. But even when you're writing a duology, trilogy, or continuous series with a huge ongoing arc, you still need to have some things be resolved and accomplished in the first book. So check and make sure that your current book has a main problem that's usually tied into your inside incident and that that problem is in some way solved by the end of the book. Now, I know this seems like a pretty basic thing to go over and you're thinking, okay, come on, Janine, I know how to do this. I know how to do plotting things. I've read so many plotting books. But I find that the more that you know and the more that you've researched and the more that you amazing genius brainiacs out there have studied, the more it's easy to complicate, which what really is a pretty simple goal of writing a story. (laughs) 
So make sure that your books have problems and solutions. Make sure that something is disrupting your main character's status quo and that that something is in fact getting solved in some way by the end of the book and make sure that both those things are coherent and crisp and clear. From a marketing standpoint, as someone who writes blurbs and writes marketing copy, you'd be surprised how much I have looked at blurbs and gone, huh, I don't think they had their story craft quite there, <laughs> which can make writing the blurb even harder if you don't have a solid sense of what goes wrong and how to solve it and in between some stakes and not the stakes of the juicy and medium rare variety. All right, that has been your episode action tip. And on to the main topic for this episode, which is how to promote your book without being a jerk. So this is one of my core beliefs, epic author. I truly believe you can and should promote your book without being a jerk. I think we can all agree this is a solid idea. Now, first of all, books do take some kind of promotion. People need to know your book exists in order to buy, read, and love it. Second, you don't need to be a jerk about it, so don't. All right, diving into one of the struggles and issues with marketing, which is one of the key parts of promotion is repetition. Yep, repetition. It's one of the hardest parts of marketing. Fact, the best way to get people's attention is to tell them about your book, event, special deal, more than once. It actually takes anywhere from three to 10 mentions through different channels to get someone's attention and nudge them to consider your stuff. And this is just an average show off the street, casual acquaintance, etc. If we're talking about your super fans, hopefully they're hopping on board a lot sooner than most. But even in that case, you can't guarantee that that email didn't go into their spam folder. I've had direct emails sent to me from clients go into my spam folder for like no reason and have to dig through and find them. And I've had the same thing happen to me when I'm directly emailing people about non-business related topics. And you know, we know how social media algorithms are crazy and visibility is tricky in general. So making sure that you're repeating yourself and hitting people in more than one place is valuable even for your super fans. So the question is, how on earth do you get your stuff in front of people without driving them crazy? First, you have to go back to why your book is important. Why are your goals and message vital? What makes this story so important to you that you need to get it in the hands of readers? That solid foundation is crucial for building up your own confidence level and your own conviction in your work. And you will need that in marketing a lot. So in summary, Consistent repetition without being obnoxious is what gets you noticed. This isn't just a book marketing thing. This is one of those hard and fast general marketing principles that, for the sake of y'all introverts, I wish I could say wasn't true um, because I know it can be really draining, but it is true. So we're going to roll with this and we're going to make it as fun and as easy and as stress-free as possible while acknowledging that it is, in fact, still work. That will all help you sell more books sell books more easily, and sell books more consistently. So let's dive right in and do this. First of all, accept the fact that people, especially people who are not your ideal readers, may find you annoying. This may not even be your issue. Someone might just have had a bad day, gotten into an argument with a loved one, lost a dear friend, or stepped on a Lego. And then they see your post and they just let loose, and because they don't know you from anyone else, they're just going to let you have it. 
it's not fair, but this is the nature of online marketing. And actually, even in-person marketing, if you happen to be selling someplace. I'm all for living in peace with people, but part of putting yourself out there is accepting that you are not for all markets. And sometimes that means people will disagree with you loudly, and it isn't always your fault. So do your best to live in peace with others and to connect with your ideal readers, but just accept that some people are not going to agree with you and they can be kind of loud. This is another reason that marketing support groups are critical. It is super valuable to get feedback and encouragement on your promotions, just so that you know that you did your best to hit your ideal reader and you did, you did your best to be as awesome and non-obnoxious as possible. And you know what? Someone just had a bad day. And in the anonymity of the internet, you were their target. <laughs> and that's just real talk for you guys. So make sure that you have people to encourage you and to support you through that. And if you aren't in a Facebook group already, hop over to my Facebook group where we have stress shout outs and we have breakthroughs and breakdowns. And I'm really just about making sure that you are going ahead with your book marketing as well as your book writing. Now, two, the second way that you can do this consistent repetition thing, show your audience cool things that you know they'll want to see. Now, of course, you've already researched your ideal reader, right? If not, start with that. Ask questions, check out what other authors are doing, and get a feel for the expectations of your genre. Understand, readers want books. So your goal is to put your book content and shinies out there to attract those readers. Some ideas for awesome free content to attract readers are book quotes in awesome graphics, cover reveals, character conversations, behind the scenes moments, character takeovers, giveaways, cool articles from your book research, and many, many more things. Sharing cool things from your book helps people remember that you exist in ways that offer them something fun and unique. Three, be an honest promoter of things that you love. This means getting excited over other people's stuff and sharing that stuff around. Generosity is a beautiful thing. Also, note that I say things you love. Depending on your personality, it could be tempting to say, well, I don't really like this book, but the person is super popular. What could it hurt to share? They're really popular. Maybe they'll like me back. Okay. Sharing things you aren't excited about might work for a cover reveal because those things can be beautiful regardless, but beware about not being true to your unique words and your branding. For the sake of your own authenticity and reputation, promote things that you truly enjoy and stand behind. Really, okay? It's more important for you to continue showing up consistent, consistently with yourself and with your brand than to try to go around pandering to people. Number four, team up with others. So you can all be crazy book marketers together. Cross promotion is a beautiful thing. This also means making sure that you show reciprocity, both in actual shares. So if you commit to sharing a book cover, then share the book cover. And also in the quality of your own work. Think about going to a potluck or bring and share where you brought day old hamburger casserole and sat it next to a prime rib. No one will say anything if they're polite, but it's not great form when it's super obvious that at a cross promotion or networking event, everyone else has these really gorgeous on genre covers and blurbs. And then you're bringing in something that, you know, you derped up together really quickly and a blurb that you kind of threw together. It's not going to make you very attractive to work with in a business sense. So make sure your book content and packaging, so the blurb, book cover, etc., are the best they can be. 
This makes it so much easier to share. And for those of y'all on a budget who are like, Janine, I can't afford like $500 book covers, try to go for a $50 pre-made. You don't have to do it yourself if you don't have the gifts and design skills and time to put into that. Now, if you do, that's fantastic. Make a gorgeous cover. But otherwise, save up for a good pre-made or look for sales. A good cover is worth the investment. And as for blurbs, there are different groups that you can get feedback in. I have a blurb help blog post. Invest in that as well. Make sure that your packaging looks good. And five, do not consistently talk about your books 24-7. So here are some other ideas for content you can share. Share about other parts of yourself or your life. Post up memes or quotes or stuff that you find meaningful. Share blog posts that you're interested in. Share about other hobbies that you have. Share about books you're enjoying or TV shows you like. Talk about your pets. Animals are huge across social media. So if any of you have any kind of animal and can take pictures of it, it will get you attention. It's one of the most unfair but totally legit marketing advantages you have. So you might as well go with it if it fits your brand. Something else that you need to consistently be doing with your content is asking questions or otherwise doing engagements at the end of your posts, even if no one responds. And I get it where you do a question and it's crickets and there's no comments. And you're like, why do I keep doing this? So-and-so asked a question about favorite toothpaste and got a million comments and I didn't get any on my deeply involved question. First of all, Sometimes the questions do better if they're simpler because people are scrolling um, pretty casually on social media. So they may not want to have to think really deeply and give you this deep, thoughtful answer unless that's part of your brand. And also, even if you just keep asking the questions over and over, it will eventually yield some answers. And it does continue to make you show up as someone who cares about what your reader is thinking and feeling and not just not someone who's just talking about themselves all the time. Now, if you're a list maker, make a list of these topics so you can reliably share once a day, twice a day, whatever your schedule. Now, here is a super secret bonus that lets you kind of get around a lot of the things I've talked about in terms of marketing, but it still takes consistency and a lot of work. You can write in a popular genre and focus on running ads, a lot of ads. If you're really gun shy about showing up or your energy levels are low, then putting out a large quantity of quality books in popular genres with good blurbs and covers and then running ads is your ticket to avoiding a lot of social media. This works, but then you have to use all of that energy to repeat the publishing process over and over and over, and then consistently work on your ads, metadata, keywords, and etc. So any way you slice it, repetition is still a thing. But if you're the kind of person that really just wants to crank out a lot of books and goes for good covers and learns how to do good blurbs and learns the whole system behind ads and how to run them well, then you can sidestep a lot of the social media stuff. You really can. I call this doing a book-oriented brand versus an author-oriented brand. So there is your super secret or not so secret alternative to showing up and doing all the consistent content if that really, really makes sense for you. However, even with this method, you still have to create consistent content. It's just mostly around your actual books and you still have to show up consistently, but you have to show up consistently with 
ads and with different promotions and with tricking out your metadata and even then cultivating an email newsletter list and doing some cross promotion is still a good idea for you. And of course, I have a great tool to help you show up online consistently with fun content, and that is Weird Writing Prompts, Random Questions to Supercharge Your Story. This is a quick writing resource that also helps you with marketing your books with lots of clever questions that you can ask your characters and then you can share those answers online, as well as a whole section just based on book marketing questions that you can answer yourself and share that with your readership, or you can use it as a way to get some book swag or maybe even create some short side stories as newsletter incentives or what have you. So go ahead and check that out on Amazon. Just type in weird writing prompts, or you can also click the link below. And thanks for hanging out with me, Epic Author. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on Apple, follow on Spotify or other channels, follow Own Your Unique Words on Instagram, and sign up for my email newsletter to get more fun tips and tricks first. Now go forth and be awesome.